Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Raya, Dipsy Doodle, and Rococo. All right, I don't want to waste one minute. Let's just get right into it. All right, we're back. It's another week. It's another week of news, another week of feeling things, another week of being together and being apart, you know, in this in this divided America, you know. Uh, and then you've got Google people, you've got Apple people, there's Facebook versus Snapchat. Everyone is fighting. Can we just come together on the the real social network, the social network of humanity? <laughs> Ryan is here with me, of course, Ryan Houlihan. Hi, I'm having trouble disentangling my feelings about getting older with my feelings about the Trump administration. Do you have a birthday? Uh, yes, my 30th or 29th birthday is coming up. When? Uh, in July. That's a really f- long time from now. I'm a narcissist. Is your shirt splattered with blood? That's cool. Yeah. Is I that came, real blood? I came to slay today, bitch. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you have a whole line and everything for your shirt. That's great. Actually, the first time I wore this shirt was to a drag race party, and that was my line, and it was it was better for that. But I'm, I'm unable to, um, like, weeks keep coming, and I'm just getting <laughs> so tired time of te- time, time and living. Time keeps happening. Really? I'm so tired of being alive and having to engage with everybody. Don't and I don't up. know if that's Trump or just getting older. It's definitely Trump. Okay. But it's also getting older. Yeah. But like, but like those things in some way go hand in hand. I mean, the, the, uh, like I talked to my therapist about feeling like I was having a break from reality. And she was like, no, I think you're just realizing that like reality is pretty broken. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> she, that's a, so much worse. She like pulled some fucking therapist shit out of you. Like, wait a second. What, what did you, where, tell me about how you felt like you were having a break from reality. I was just like, how is this the world? Like, how is it just going to keep getting worse? And like, well, what, what is my it life? Triggered by something? What do I? Well, yeah, I'm like working on this project, this video project that I'm very excited about. But it just takes so long, and and everybody stands in your way. Yeah, um, that's right. You guys have been very helpful. Um, you've been actually very helpful. Winton's been helpful. John, my fiance, has been helpful. But like everyone else in the world stands in your way and doesn't want you to make anything or do anything. And and then that combined with the news is it's like. You know, I try to do nonprofit work and like raise money, like fundraising for causes that I believe in. And it's so hard getting money out of people to even help someone else who's like in trouble that when it comes to like your own stuff, it's just like, I'm just like, what is the world? Is it just going to keep getting worse? And like, you have to fight tooth and nail for every little victory. And like, that's life. Fuck that. I mean, I mean, I will say I'm darked out. I'll say that. But like, that is life. Yeah. You know, like everybody is against you. You have to fight for everything that's good. And uh, and in the end, only kindness matters. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> to, quote, to quote Jewel. <laughs> I thought my life was going to be closer to, like, um, uh, friends than it is to... Um, um, Enemies. <laughs> <laughs> but then it is to Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, I don't watch that show, so, so I don't... Dark. I don't... That show, I think, is... is see, now... 
In I one episode, they got on crack so they could get public assistance yeah, because see, there was no other way to see, get healthcare. I don't watch that show because I'm not into this, this like the modern negativity. Like it's like every show that's a comedy, where everybody's like fucking awful to each yeah, other. Like you're the like, worst. Like why would you be friends with this person? Yeah. Like my, I have friends. We'll joke around once in a while, but most of the time we like are normal to each other. Yeah. I'm not like, and it's not like every opportunity that I talk to them oh, is yeah. like a, a chance to like cut them down. Yeah. It's like the fucking big bang guys are all like fucking with each other. It's like, why are you friends? Like stop yeah. hanging out. I, you all hate Sheldon. Don't fucking hang out with Sheldon. I actually find this to be a real problem in the gay community is very mean to each other. And to me, it's just like, I get very, um, the world is so bad. Can we just be nice? Can we yeah, just like be like, how's your day? Oh, good. Why don't we, why don't put we put on a good song? Why don't we just be nice? Okay. Look, it is a dark time. It's dark. Because of because of many things. Trump withdrew from the Iran nuclear deal. And yeah. I that, you want to talk about that? That literally very much triggered me where I was like I just I you know what I don't I'm just like whatever. My thing is 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 we're just gonna have to we're gonna have to endure. I hope someone's keeping a list of everything he undoes and someone ruins. Is. Someone and is then when President Cynthia Nixon takes over, she can fix it all. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> First off, a woman will never be president. That's the first thing. <laughs> No, let me tell you something. Yes, people are keeping lists. What Trump has fucked with in the last year can be fucked with again by another president. Yeah. I'm not saying it's all just going to be perfect. Yeah. But a president clearly has a lot more power than we thought. I mean, I thought this with Bush. I was like, well, yeah. we'll never go back. It'll yeah. never get worse. Like, yeah, but, but but look, a lot of a lot of things Bush did were bad. Yeah. But, and, and Obama fixed a lot of those things yeah, okay. and did a lot of other things that okay. were good. Now, he's not not a, we know he's not a perfect president. No, no president would be or is or is. It's not even possible. But like like if this makes you feel a little bit better, and I'm trying to and I'm not saying this because I feel the same way some days I'm like, I can't believe this is the world. Like, I can't believe this is happening. But then I also try to. Now I try to put a little perspective on it, which is like, this too shall pass. Okay. Trump will either leave office or die. One of those things is definitely true. Yeah. I'm not saying he should die soon. I read someone's tweet that I was wouldn't like, be unhappy if he did. North Korea could assassinate him. And I was like, that would actually no, be No, that'd be bad. That would great. be bad. It would be bad. I don't want Trump to die. I want him to go away. I just Pref want things to move a little Pref more at pace. Preferably to a jail cell. Yeah. Which probably won't happen because he's a very rich white man. And even if he's very guilty of many things, he probably yeah. won't go I mean, to jail. Nixon was fine. Um, But, but like, there will be an end to this, and I can only hope and imagine that the result, the positive result of this nightmare world we're living in is that it's woken a lot of people up, it's brought a lot of people who weren't interested in politics to politics, and hopefully if it's not too fatiguing, we will see a shift in the way people think about who is in charge of their government. And hopefully they'll f be more thoughtful and more careful next time, even a Republican. Yeah. I believe, I really believe that many, many Republicans have to be looking at this and thinking, this is not really what we want. Yeah. I, I have to believe that. I, maybe it's not true, but I want to give them the benefit of the doubt here. I'm not saying we should be nice or anything. Yeah. But like, I do think that this will end. Uh, what he did withdrawing from this nuclear deal is horrible. Unbelievable. But, <clears throat> you know. You've got to believe that 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 there's going to be somebody who can come in and, and fix it. Yeah, and not immediately, but eventually. You know, I don't. Think I mean, I will I, say the one thing I'm, I haven't given into is like I'm not canceling doing work. I'm not canceling like fundraising or like engaging with issues. I'm not not reading the news. Like I'm staying. I'm just feeling 
really feeling it in a way that I was like a little bit feeling it. it like slammed me in the face today this week where I was just like hit a wall where I was like, what is what yeah. is what? Yeah. I mean, it's look, it's it's really it's really hard. But like, I think that, you know, a lot of things have changed and many things haven't changed, you know, and and what I think has been most exposed is is the fragility of American democracy and the fragility of like the laws that we make here and yeah. how easy it is for someone with an agenda to come in and kind of wreck a lot of that the the work. I guess what really gets me is that like like so in another story um this week it came out that Michael Cohen is taking money from Russian oligarchs like Vexelberg and other American corporations like AT&T bribing him enormous sums sums of money to get stuff done. And I guess what upsets me is that, like, yes, Trump sucks and lots of people he picks sucks. But the fact that, like, so much of our system will easily buy into that. Yeah. <laughs> like well, that it's... AT&T is truly a Death Star. Like that wasn't. Well, they're they're I mean, they're just doing what corporations do. Right. They're yeah. just like, oh, how do I get to the president so he can pass laws that I like? Clearly didn't work for them because he completely fucked up their merger. So yeah. That was the money. But they, I mean, they got net neutrality. And that to me, it's like. Yeah. I mean, but again, that can be undone. Yeah, it was bad before and then it got better and then it was now it's bad again and it can be made better. I mean, I think that, you know, look, but people are going to die because of Trump. People yeah. are dying like because of the laws he's passing. You yeah. know, people are, you know, he's created he's emboldened some of the worst people in this country. That to me is the the, the enduring and most troubling part of his whatever his legacy will be is that he has emboldened a lot of people in this country to show who they really are and to act like that is acceptable and you know, I mean, maybe at least we now know. Maybe who we the know. Nazis I mean, maybe are. it's good to know. Maybe it's good to know. But like, I don't see. And it is, I guess, in a way, like exposing those people is good. But like, you know, giving them a belief that their ideas are supported by the highest office in the country is not a positive. I mean, the fact that like, okay, so the Gina Haspel thing is also this week, and it's like the fact that we're talking about torture again in the realm of like. Like, this is something we're all going to re-engage with. Like, yeah. we, we can stop doing that again, but it's just the idea that there's still people floating around who are like, you know, torture was good. Like, enhanced interrogation, quote unquote, that was great. Like, well, we, what? It I didn't mean, get any yeah. results. It's a know. human rights abuse. Like, I don't know. It's got its uses. You know, a little <laughs> torture here and there. Never hurt anybody. A little torture never hurt anybody. You know the old saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, everybody's a piece of shit. I mean, there's so many pieces of shit. It's just hard to keep track of all of them. I mean, the, but, but the... Again, I mean, all of this can be undone very rapidly. I mean, tr Trump, one, you know, what Trump has demonstrated is like, you, wow, the president can sign a lot of executive orders and change a lot of shit really rapidly. Like, yeah. so can the next president. So let's make the next president way better. Like, yeah. Let's get, a, let's make the next president somebody really smart and good and capable and not a racist, not like a bloated racist. I feel like my litmus test, bag. my litmus test for this is going to be the candidate that says like we really need to strengthen the EPA. Like that's like the like well, but, something that isn't um, a sexy topic, but yeah. is an institutional but, but, topic that has huge effects. You have to remember, like like Obama wasn't didn't wasn't stump speeching about like how you know we need to clean up the environment. I mean that was a very small part of his platform. But like Obama is smarter about the environment than Trump is and yeah. believes climate change is real and so therefore put people into positions of power that could properly and appropriately address what is going on. But I guess the, the, the similar topic for me is like with the New York governor's race is 
talking about like not just legalize marijuana because it's recreationally fun and like it will get young people to vote for you, but talking yeah. about it as like an institutional like this is what this is a racist policy that is destroying black families. Like, oh, I mean, somebody not... who's like somebody who actually knows things. Yeah, it, I mean that. Yeah, exactly. But that that was like sort of my litmus test with that because it was like okay, Cynthia Nixon's not going to win over the Cuomo crowd by saying that. She's saying that because she first off believes in it, and second, she's okay galvanizing her her base over that. And right. I feel like um, someone in the Democratic Party could come in and say, like, you know, the EPA or um, torture for is another example um, or I don't, just things that or even like the Consumer Protections Bureau of for that Elizabeth Warren yeah. started. Like yeah. talking about that is not going to win over Republicans. No, but it will be a litmus test for me for somebody that's like we need to systematically like rebuild all the stuff. Look, look. And but here's the thing. At the end of the day. Um, if every person who could vote and would vote for a Democrat would come out and vote, yeah, we wouldn't have to have this conversation. We yeah. wouldn't have to be like, boy, I hope we can, you know, it's like, look, here's the deal. I mean, you have to believe that there are better and worse versions of politicians, mm -hmm. but no politician. This is the thing that drives me fucking crazy about like the Chapo guys where they're no, like, no. you know, like about Bernie. It's like, like they hate Kamala Harris. It's yeah, but like, it's God. fine. It's fine. But like, but okay. So guys, the, what, here's the problem with the idealism on. of the hero candidate, your idealistic hero candidate. One is they never, ever, ever, ever will fucking live up to what you think they're Bernie going to Bernie loves be. guns. They never will be the thing that you think they are. They are always going to disappoint you in some way. That's the first thing. The second thing is, like, you do not get the thing you want. You do not get the perfect thing you want. Yeah. Almost ever in life, nor should you expect it. Yeah. What you often get is, like, something pretty good. Something that's like most of what you want. Even if you did get what you said you wanted, it's not what you want in reality. The, the, the reality, like politics, just, and I've said this a million times, like politics is fucking insane. To become a politician, to want to be a politician, you can have all of the most altruistic, like pure, wonderful feelings in the world, but you're going to get down in the shit with the rest of the pigs, okay? You're getting into the pig pen and you're going to get fucking dirty. Yeah. And like that doesn't mean that you have to be a bad person. But it means you have to play politics because that's what the fucking thing is. And so, like, there is no ideal or perfect candidate. And if they start out that way, they will end up a different way. But, like, the question is how many – by what degree? Like, what is the degree of shit that they get covered? And is it 100% shit covered, 50% shit covered? Like, the reality is, like, all business is dirty. Politics is business. Like, the, you know, like, I, I don't, there is no way to be, to be a politician in this country – and as far as I know, in any other country, and not have to compromise in some ways. I mean, if you're the president, you direct the military, and the military kills people. And like, whether or not you think that's good or bad, be, like no, people are dying. The, the ideal, look, there's, Bernie there's Sanders. There. Bernie Sanders will never go to war, right? Wrong. Bernie Sanders will fucking go to war. Bernie Sanders. But will the send, idea is that he would. Ne yeah. He'll tell you. Yeah. But the truth is that he'll get into the fucking office, and there will be a moment where somebody will say to him, "We must do this." A mil like leaders of the military. It's the it's the trolley the, problem. The secretary of state. Yeah. And like there will be a moment where he'll go, fuck, I don't want to do it, but I recognize the need to do it. And it's tough and I don't want to make the call, but I'm going to make the call because that's the shit that happens when you're the fucking president. Yeah. If you think we can be – look, by the way, I'm all for in America that never ever goes into a foreign war ever again. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm very against war of all types, Period. especially preemptive war, you know. And so I would like a president who feels that exact same way. I would like a president who doesn't have like want to fucking drone bomb people, you know, but 
the job of the president is extremely complex and the job of uh, the the job of running a country like America is extremely complex and it's like we are entangled in many of the ways we are entangled and it's not going to change overnight so anyhow this whole idea of like the perfect candidate that has all of this has all the right things it does all the right things it's like listen there's a a greater greater and lesser evil yeah like you don't like hillary fine i get it she's a lesser evil than donald trump she is like we shouldn't not, even frame it that way. She, we should say like, yeah, I know. I want to frame it that way. I'm saying like, you fucking saying. hate Hillary. Yeah, F- hate Hillary, but recognize that Hillary's less destructive by far to the world than Trump is. And I, there's yeah. no, you will there's never, no you will never convince me otherwise. Yeah. You will not because do you know why? Because Hillary knows shit. Yeah, Trump doesn't know shit. Because Hillary reads the reports. People who don't know shit are fucking dangerous. People yeah. in power who don't know shit are really fucking dangerous. And like that's a problem that we have right now in this country. Anyhow, let's stop talking about politics. Yeah, I, I, all of this I will say is um, uh, all of this talk about morals and stuff makes me want to plug uh, watch the Good Place. I hate that show. You hate that you. show? I think it's bullshit. I love that show. You know, it turns out that it's actually a bad show and that everybody likes it and they're wrong. No, it's no. so good. Okay, You're a hundred percent Let me let me walk this back. I don't. You hate, like Post Malone? Let me. I don't like Post. I don't like Post Malone. Let me. I don't want your opinions on the good. Okay, place. first off, I do not like Post Malone. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Post Malone's a piece of trash. He just beat the Beatles record. Some of his songs are really fucking catchy. That's all I can say. Oh. Okay, they are. They are. You just. It's empirical fact. I'm sorry. Just listen to them. Okay. They're catchy. Okay. You know. Listen. You've never enjoyed a song. And hated the artist. Sure, sure, come I on, have. Come on, but I've heard Post Malone stuff, and I'm not like, no, wow, this it's is very catchy. Some of his songs are very catchy. I this can't is explain the it. Ignition remix. I'm saying <laughs> some of his songs are catchier than the Ignition remix. Okay, how could you say that? I don't think we want to go on. I okay, don't so we why don't you like the good place? I, I, Wait, I just okay, need a minute okay, on okay, this. I, I, I should step back and say I don't hate it. I just don't think it's that good. I just don't. I just I don't. It's like the whole thing is like it's like you know it's like Lost. It's like a comedy lost. You know, it's like, well, it's really going on. Do you think that Westworld is a better show than The Good Place? I think that Westworld is actually not a really good show. No, it's a terrible show. I think it's like, it's like bad in the right ways. Okay. It's like bad. It's like, it's so, it's like. I, I said on yeah. Twitter the other night, if, to me, it feels like a contentless scene. Like there's always like, hey, how are you? I'm feeling the no, way. I mean, I just watched the new, I just finished the new episode because I missed it because I was traveling, which is why I didn't do the new uh, podcast, the last episode of Westworld, uh-huh. uh, Out West, sorry. And, um, you know, it's like, it's like there's a conversation that like Dolores has with her dad, with her fake dad. And it's like, what do I, she's like what crying. Does this mean? She's like, he, she's crying. I'm like, I don't care. Like, Who this cares? Is a, there's no way this, whatever it's she's crying about is based driven. in any kind of reality. Like she's no. definitely like been programmed to whatever is happening is another level of programming. So I'm like, none of this matters. So why are you subjecting me to the it's emotional like a thought experiment more than yeah. it is a television show? Exactly. Just like lost. Yeah. And but just I like the good, the good place. place. Just no, like the, the good, good place is character driven. Right, I watched the first season and then a couple of episodes of the second <sighs> season. Josh. And I did like the twist. Oh. Spoiler alert. Because it turns out they're in the bad place. Just kidding. They're, they're, they're in heaven. This By the way, it's annoying. Is the bad place. See, I don't like, I don't like, I also don't like that they're not specific about like the rules. Well, the religion thing is very vague. Yeah. I hate that. Oh, I, I don't mind. I that. want it to be specific. You want to know. Are who... you in Christian hell or not? <laughs> if you're in Christian hell, I mean, hell, this I is clearly do... not Jewish because there's know. a hell. Right, exactly. <laughs> Like, so you're saying the good place is anti-Semitic? It's against Jews, and that's why I don't like it. You know, is there even a Jew in the cast at all? Is there a single Jew huh. in the good place? Ted Danson, not a Jew. Kristen Bell, not a Jew. 
Who are the other people? I don't know any of the other actors. The Good Place is an anti-Semitic Wait, is show. is Mike Schur Jewish? Mike Schur is a devout Catholic. Are you sure about that? I don't that? know. I have no idea. I've just made that up. He's probably Jewish. <laughs> what is he? He's Ashkenazi Jew. Well, he says that, <laughs> but I think deep down he's a neo-Nazi. Well, uh, I'll say Darcy Carden <laughs> is giving the performance that Westworld should be. I don't know what that means. She's Janet, and she's the superior robot. Oh, she's very good. Robot. She's very, very good. She's the superior robot Excellent to stuff. anyone on Westworld. Now, listen, the show's great, and everybody should check out The Good Place on uh, airing <laughs> Mondays on ABC. I have no horse in this race. I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I don't work for The Good Place. It seems but. like maybe you do. Anyhow. Uh, Speaking of celebrities, let's no. talk about the Met Gala. Do we have to talk about it? We can. Met Gala. Gala? Gala. Gala. Did you? Sorry, can we? Okay. I don't want to get into I don't want to like, I don't want to like talk about people. What do you mean? I mean, did you see, did you see Olivia Munn? No. Her outfit was inspired by the, her love of the Crusades. <laughs> what? Like, like, you know what I love? The Crusades. She loves the Crusades. I mean, I love. Oh the, my God, look at this outfit. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, oh, man. the outfit is a thing. This is, she just put chain mail on her head. It's just she, a prom dress. It was inspired by it was inspired by her love of the Crusades. What does she love about the Crusades so much? You know what's not to love? Olivia Munn, um, someone who I couldn't, I didn't see this coming for Olivia Munn. All of this. Yeah, I didn't I mean, know that was going to be a. I don't think an any, action movie. Star. I don't think any of us did. Uh, it was just very anyhow. There's some I, I, when stuff. I read "Suck It, Wonder Woman," I didn't say there's the next star of X Men. Jared Leto had a great outfit on. The theme was um, heavenly bodies. It was the um, the imagination of c- Catholicism, something like that. Yeah, and uh, and like look, actually, some of the outfits are pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, Rihanna looked fantastic. We actually did a piece about how Kate Bosworth looked good. We did a piece about how Catholicism has always been like this, like kind of weirdly high fashion religion, and it's true. It is like oh, I mean, they're all in little slippers. Mm. Even the altar boys are like ringing little bells and singing a song. No, it's crazy. The Pope is like so high fashion. Yeah. The Pope is like extremely couture. Like like the Vatican is way, way, way chicer than Trump Tower. It's like, yeah, it's not. It makes some weird sense. Yeah. Like that it is the way it is. I mean, a lot of gay men with a lot of free time. Yeah, it is. It is right. There's like a weird... I'm not going to comment on it. Ryan, there's a lot of gay men, <laughs> and then there's a lot of sex criminals. You know and what? Those are those are exclusive. They're not the same crowd. This is not like a usually. Kevin Spacey situation. But, um, but I will say, I guess, it, or it is. I don't. It, know. It's, it's an over-designed <laughs> religion. Actually, we should talk about Eric Schneiderman a little bit because you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, uh, sex criminals, sex criminals, and I thought of and gay men, and I thought of Kevin Spacey. Because, but what I thought of is because he's been on my mind because Eric Schneiderman, the uh, New York's Attorney General who has just been, you know, just quit his job or whatever and or been removed because he's like a just white churning he's like through a women's bodies. I mean, he's just, yeah. I mean, and I don't know what the word is for like a a, a guy who is he's a piece of shit who like he's like beating women like and then he's like no no I'm into BDSM and it's like it's like it's a and I tweeted it's like it's like the fucking the most obnoxious thing in the world it's like you're a piece of shit and you're like no no it's I'm part of this community it's like no, no. the community doesn't do that that's not what that that's community like, does that's like when, when like the Kevin Spacey that's thing what being I'm like, talking I'm about a gay man. Like, you're not like, a gay no, man you're no, a child like, molester no, they're like, they're like uh, Kevin Spacey you've been accused of molesting a child he's like well listen I'm gay and it's like uh, uh no no that's not the response no. here you're not like that covers it like you're like I think I can come out of the closet now it's like um first off you're like now you're like sliding these things into one you're like no. this is you're like i'm gay is there a connection you guys figured out it's like is it the 40s or you know, are you just a fucking asshole but this is the thing with the schneiderman is like you know and i and i was like it's like the you're 
It's like fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. And and the and like you know who's great? People who do BDSM. You know who's not great? People who beat women. Those no, are completely and different and things. Like, and it's like to get your get out of jail card is to throw an entire community of people under the fucking bus because you think like that's a good that's like a good that's technique. That's my excuse. It's like fuck you. No, it's so it's so, slimy. It's so fucking annoying. It's Anyhow, disgusting. no, it's the worst. It's, that guy sucks. That I guy mean, sucks. Another me, you know, me tooed. Another man, me too. Does is there any bottom to me tooing? Is there an end, or is it just me too's all the way down? I hope it's I, like the universe. I kind of hope that this part of me hopes that it continues because it's like I would like this feeling of exposing these men and whatever to exist in perpetuity and not to be like, well, that was one year where we did that. But the other part of me is like, yeah. It would also be great if sexual assault stopped and we didn't have to do this all the time. I mean, it's like that's the thing. Like you know, it would be. It's like the good news, bad news of like, well, Charlie Rose got fired. Good. But wait a minute. It's not good that I mean, this happened. I mean, listen, I'm I'm I think it's good. Look, I I do think like sending the message of um if you do some whack shit, you're gonna be re- exposed and tossed is great. Mm-hmm. But an even better message is here's how not to do the whack shit yeah. from an early age. Yeah, we it should sh- talk to boys. It should be pretty obvious we should say to boys like, like don't mm, rape don't, don't don't rape don't rape just don't and if you want to talk to someone about that before you do it like you need help we should if get you, you some help if you feel weirdly interested in the idea look by the way like if you think you own a by woman's the way, body you know what that's a bad idea rape fantasy with a consenting partner totally fine do whatever you want go go to town i mean make sure you lay out the rules yeah have i'm not a safe saying, word i'm not saying it's it's i'm not saying it's the nicest fantasy I don't, I don't put a value judgment on it at all. But I'm just saying, if you've got a partner who's down, sure, go for it. Actual rape, don't go for it. Like furry stuff, that's great. Bestiality, Fine. whatever. Mm, let's leave I mean, the dog listen, alone. I don't care what your fucking kink. Let's leave is. the dog alone. It's just like it is annoying to me, as a man who has many many kinks. Uh, it is annoying to me to see Eric Schneiderman be like, you know. I'm part of this community. And it's like, dude, fuck mm. you. It's just like, it's just so fucking annoying. It's a, and I just immediately thought of the Kevin Spacey thing and just thought like, it's, I'm, it's, it's so tiring to watch these guys go through their like sequence of apologies and ex- explanations. And it's like, I'm trying to think if anybody did it well. Timmy just was like, you know, I'm a fucking asshole uh, and I, I think, need help. Bye. I'm not saying he did it well. I'm saying the best example was Al Franken kind of took what mm. what was I don't think that big of a deal yeah, in yeah. in the scale of Me Too stuff bad not as bad as obviously as a Harvey Weinstein he took his shit he resigned he went home we have he hasn't been planning a second act Harvey Weinstein's already putting together a documentary about himself yeah. like he just kind of went home so I'm not saying Al Franken uh, none of this is good no but of of the men topper more closer to the top of my list of people that I'm like okay. Um, yeah. Also, I, just, I don't know if that's my place to say that. Maybe we should ask a woman. How I mean, yeah, I mean, probably yeah. we probably should. But the point, <laughs> but the point is, anyhow, I was very annoyed by that and it was agitating. It reminded me of the Kevin Spacey thing, which is also annoying and agitating. And this is a really bummer of a uh, bummer. We should talk about Google. Let's talk about Google. Let's even talk about Google. I'm about to tell you no, that you're I gonna think tell it's you about a bummer. How, how you think it's a bummer. And I'm I said be like, to you yesterday. I think it's a bummer, but also rad as fuck. <laughs> that's my feeling about, you know, I'm that's like, how I'm, we felt at the beginning of Facebook. We're I'm like, not this scared. is going to get weird, but fun in the meantime time to poke I'm people. not I don't know why I know everybody's gonna tell me I'm wrong and I should be so concerned but I am not scared of Google for some reason I'm fucking terrified I don't know why 
I just am not. I don't feel scared of them. I think they've obviously done a better job like than Google other and companies. Apple. Google and Apple are two companies that I don't, don't. I don't feel Apple. I don't fear Apple. Yeah, I mean, from a human rights perspective. I mean, I yeah. fear <laughs> Apple because, like, I fear Apple. Like, I, I mean, like fear, they're killing Fox. I don't employees, fear them. But... I like. I just think there's some things they do that are annoying. Google. It's like most. Of I don't things, fear Apple at all. Google. Most of the things Google does, and I'm sorry. Like, I just feel like most of the things they do are not annoying. I don't know. They've done some dumb shit. Yeah, but a lot of shit they've done is good. Like I mean, I they, just, they killed Google Reader, and for me, I mean, <laughs> I'm I mean, never turning back. I mean, yes, they're doing some new initiatives, some news the initiatives. The whole adpocalypse stuff, the way they handle YouTubers. No, no, they fucked up ads. Look, don't get awful. me wrong, but like everybody. Yeah, all of YouTube culture is bad. They fucked up digital advertising, but everybody bought into it and has kept buying into it and hasn't offered an alternative. And like, I see what you're saying, though. Like Gmail and Google Drive. I've been fine. Dude, Google Photos is the shit. Google Photos is the shit. Google Drive yes. rules. Yeah. Google uh, Drive is great. I mean, all Google Docs products are I mean, amazing. Gmail is the only email you can use. All Google Docs products are fucking amazing. They're incredible products. I'm sorry. The first time if I use- If you used... pay for Microsoft Office, you're out of your fucking Well, I mind. actually do pay for it, but that's you're a whole other mind. thing. Okay. But the, look, it's great. You do a subscription. It's like 10 bucks a month. It's like fine. I had it. I it's had cool. it. And I was like, this is not- no, I don't need this. You don't, you're not a CEO, okay? When you're a CEO, you get a lot. People send you a fucking Word doc. I own right? my own LLC, all bitch. Right, okay. <laughs> Well, then you better get fucking a Microsoft suite going on your shit because you're going to need to open a fucking Excel file, my dude. I need try, Clippy. Try I cracking need Clippy. that shit in numbers. You're going to feel, feel very bad about yourself. <laughs> Anyhow, like, like I think that they're, they're – look, Google Docs are a, a revelatory experience in my opinion. When it's I, what they promised with Wave. When I first used a Google Doc with collaborative editing – it fucking blew my mind. Yeah. It is incredible. If you've ever been in the dock with like four or five people working on something at the same time, it is like fucking magic. Yeah. It is as close to magic through technology as I've seen in, in, in many ways, right? But don't you think it's weird that they don't use that? Like they did that duo and Allo and whatever other bullshit. Yeah. The, why didn't they put like their messaging service within their – Google Docs thing to be like, okay, normally have, if you wanted have, to message, you could messaging. just do it on now, a doc. I mean, look, there's some things they got wrong, like Gchat, now Hangouts or whatever. Like, Hangouts could have been... Great. And it's not. Hangouts could have been... Slack. It should have been. Well, it... I mean, Slack's if they a lot. Had put, if they Slack's had put lot, Hangouts but like, but in with Hangouts, Google Docs, Hangouts it would have been, been Slack. Hangouts could have been... It would have been Slack. Gchat could have been iMessage before iMessage was iMessage. But the problem is, like, they just really didn't capitalize on what they, they had. And they love browsers. How did you not... Why do they you, love browsers like, they merged... So well, no, browsers are rad. I mean, actually... Sure, but Slack is great because it's a separate app. Slack is a browser. Sure, Slack, but it doesn't feel like it. Slack is a Trick web me. app. Trick Slack me. Slack is a fucking web app. Trick me. Built on fucking but web that's technology. Fine. Totally fine. Trick me. Okay, guess what? <laughs> Slack is the web. Okay? <laughs> I, Every, know. I just want people who just use it in a browser window. Okay? Like the booty saying they have a fucking app, whatever. Spotify is a, a, a web app, but it doesn't all, feel everything's, like that. Everything's a web app. That's, what, that's why Google is so interested in the browser because everything. But I need a different wrapper. It can't all just no, be no, tabs. It's not. I'm so fucking sick it's of not tabs. all tabs. I mean, you have a Chromebook? No, I used to have a Chromebook. No, but it's not all tabs. I mean, like, on an Android device or even on an iOS device, so much of that shit is built on, like, it's built on... Web tech, it's yeah. Web, it's web, it's a, it's a wrapped web experience, or it's pulling certain elements that are just, like, mm -hmm. HD, like HTML, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they've invested in that and probably pushed it forward more than anybody in oh, the I history mean, Chrome, of web yeah. technology. I mean, that's a huge deal. 
Like so much shit that you can do now on the web and in an app even is because of the fact that they've like really worked hard on figuring out how to like, because that's the, that's the open, that's the open space. Like once you are on the internet, if your browser, if like a browser is capable of doing these things that they can do and the internet is capable of like, you know, that the, that the, that we are actually growing the language of what the internet does, that's the ultimate kind of leveler. Like you need a fucking dumb terminal yeah. where you can open a web page. And then all kinds of crazy shit is possible. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's an amazing idea. Like you could have the worst computer in the world. Sure. I mean, it, you need. You, this is like PlayStation it. Now stuff. But that's why that's why Chromebooks are so fucking cheap. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but like you know, it's like what you really need is a great web browser. But the, the, then you have all your eggs in the Google basket, and we have that thing where like kids are learning to trust Google because they're given Chromebooks and they're little. No, kids. I get it. We wrote this. We did this thing about about you know kids sort of be getting like sucked into the ecosystem early, but like they're going to be in some ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Like, I, listen. Google is probably the closest. Let's put all kids in DOS. No, but I'll say this. Like, but I'll say like, if you look at Android as a platform, yeah, it is the closest platform I've seen to one that really allows you to be. I, if I wanted to not use a single Google app within Android, that is totally doable. Yeah, right. And like the fact that they focused on web development, I think, is a big deal. About is a big deal when it comes to thinking about openness. Now, I'm not saying Google's perfect. Or that they are like they should get at you know. But Scott. this AI stuff doesn't worry you at all. Well, I mean, to I don't me, get, this I'm feels like the beginning of... of social media. Like we started out being so excited and like this will be cool. I'll post my lunch, and then and like oh, I can just tweet at JetBlue and they'll fix my flight. And now we're like oh, it ruined democracy. Like I feel like AI. We're starting out being like oh, Duplex will make my hair appointment and that'll be kind of funny, um, unless you're an assistant. And. Then eventually it's just going to be making healthcare decisions like, oh, but just find me a doctor. And then it's deciding what doctor you see, which is not good. But, 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 you know, I think we have to take some baby steps first here. I mean, can it make you a hair appointment? I want AI on a separate internet. I want it on its own separate thing. I, I mean, I don't think that's necessary. I hate it. I I mean, I'm scared of it. Well, I think, (laughs) I think we have a lot of like notions about AI that it's like thinking yeah, I mean, like that AI, the AI that you saw in the Google demonstration is like, it's doing rudimentary thinking. Now it is. Well, yeah, now. But they get... built that cat brain. Wait, what? They built a brain, like they simulated an entire cat's brain. Who did? Google. Wait, did I miss this? Yeah. Wow. Um, and I feel like we. How many cats does it take to make Orion? I, I don't mean, think I, like, a lot. I don't okay. Think, I don't think it would take a lot of cats to complete the, the, this podcast. The autocomplete, the email autocomplete, is fucking insane. Like, like what? But but that. But should but, me but, and my fiance just be exchanging no, Apple, robot messages? Okay, yeah. But Apple does the <laughs> Let same thing. Let me know thing. when we're gonna. But meet. Apple does the same thing, and like, it, I think all that shit. It's just like the thing with GarageBand. Like Have you ever made music in GarageBand? Yes. You can literally be. A tone deaf imbecile, and, it will do and it you can you. make like a sick fucking pop song in Garage Band. It's like you don't need to know how to do anything yeah, well, anymore. That's, that's what all the Drag Race girls do. Yeah, it's like that's cool, but like actually knowing how to make music is better. Yeah, like it sucks that you can just like be like, now I'm a guitar player. But for it's how like, long until is it better? Like, at what point is an algorithm going to write a better song than Max Martin? And I don't like it. It makes me feel icky. Well, I know I'm that that's saying, our purpose on Earth, and we'll create these children, and it will conquer space, and we'll die out. Like but there's me. things like, but oh. there's things like, look, there's things like. It's it's all about a question of of where it's being used, you know. Like it's it's I mean how it's being used and how much we let it be used. I mean, honestly, so much of this comes down to I know I talk about this all the time, but it's like you can have Google write emails for you or not. You could say like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like there are options. It doesn't just automatically 
do it. It doesn't just automatically do it. Now it will, it can, it can predict, but you can be like, I'm not going to take this prediction. Like if you wanted to write your emails, fine. But why would you want it to write your emails? But the question is not about what Google has created. It's about how we use what they created. You know, like it that's feels insidious, like smartphones. Like we're not allowed to not. But smartphones like, are fucking like great. In that, in that conversation, um, that that Casey and Carolyn and Paris was they they had a the conversation they posted outline about, and and one point they were talking about how having a flip phone is like a show off of privilege because. You have to have a smartphone, not just because it gets stuff done, because other people expect you to. Right. Well, and at a certain point, other people are going to expect me to have AI doing stuff with their AI to make their life easier. I mean, maybe, but listen, but, I don't want that. Well, just define your what you want. Okay. Be, be I'll the, be the Amish. Be the you you want to be in the world. I'll be the Amish. Okay. Is that a saying? Be you. Be you. Be best. Be, best. be, best. <laughs> be you and be best. No, but look, here's the fucking thing. It's it really does come down to, like. You know, are you going to let it wag you or are you going to wag it? I like this word wag. Are you the tail or are you the dog? Because that sounds a lot like Google's new terminology. Shush. Pretty please. Yeah. Goo goo gaga baby boy. <laughs> That's not a feature. Inky bingy doopy doo. Yeah. <laughs> Tipsy doodle. Scoopity uh, scoopity poop. <laughs> scoopity poop. one of the new features that I'm be excited best. about? The be best feature. <laughs> scoopity poop. It's It creates a uh, manic episode for you. <laughs> On the internet, the AI comes up with yeah, what manic you Yeah, it's like I'm. The AI is like I'm going to be the biggest AI ever. Manic Ryan is d- and then emailing the, and Josh then, about reality shows at four in the morning. The AI is like <laughs> I'm going to be the best AI the world has ever seen. I'm the I'm the Steve Jobs of AI, and then it's like and then it posts a bunch of videos of people putting clothes on a rack. <laughs> <laughs> It's you're like, like <laughs> you're like wow. The scoopity poop mode is really good. <laughs> Why is, do they name all their products like the Dipsy Doodle and no, like the Tinky it's Winky? It's called. Look, I'm going. Let me see what they are. Uh, you got uh, beep boop. No, beep boop, shush, Google. shush, shush mode. They're just like pretty like, please. Yeah, pretty please. What is oh, that? What is that? What we are babies. I love it. We're all babies. We, well, we are all babies. That's true. I mean, he, you know, adults have been wildly infantilized over the last 20 or 30 years. I mean, yeah, I mean, Roseanne's back on the air. The infantilization of adults is how marketers are getting money. You know, that's how they're that's getting That's how the, Disney like, makes money. Yeah, dude, like, you're, the Avengers is the is the best movie of all time. Like, okay, <laughs> that's sorry. There's been 19 fucking Avengers movies. Whatever, you know, this yeah. is what you want to do with your life. You want to be We're all little kids again, fucking idiot. It's forever. like idiocracy. But as long as you're happy. <laughs> but the point is the technology, it can infantilize you or it can be a tool. I don't like it. And at the end of the day, or it can be it can be the master of you or you can be the master of it. And at the end of the day, I understand it sounds like AI is this like wild thing that's roaming out there that we can't control. But the truth is like these are like pretty finite algorithms that do pretty finite things. And they will expand over time. But that's how Janet not, started on the good place. But it's not a fucking please spoiler alert. Okay. I haven't gotten there. But it's not a fucking, you know, it will be at some point, maybe it will become a sentient. It will be a chaotic neutral god. Maybe it will become a sentient being, but like we're so fucking far away from that right now. Siri will be elected president. Here's what I know. With the motto BS. You can't live in fear. You have to live life the way that you dance. Like no one's watching, okay? I hope The second time I've said that on a podcast this week. You've got (laughs) to. You've got to live. You've got to laugh. You've got to love. Eat, pray, love is what I say. That's my saying that I invented. Eat, pray, love is what I'm always telling people. Yeah. You know, get a little food in your belly, get a little religion in your life and fuck someone. That's my policy. Okay. Consensually. The food should be as much pizza as possible. The religion should be Scientology. We had some Sri Lankan food today. And the fucking should be a rape fantasy. That's all I'm saying. Okay. 
consenting, with consenting with partners. With a safe word. With a safe word. All like, right. On that okay. note. Yeah. Moving on. All right. Look, so we're going to, this is, we got to get into a, another conversation here. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Outline staff writer and Derek Gayo to talk about many things happening in pop culture. The most important skills a leader needs to succeed in a digital environment are not technical in nature, but managerial, strategic vision, forward-looking perspective, and a change-oriented mindset. The next phase of the digital revolution raises a new set of questions about the relationship between technology and the practice of management. The MIT Press and MIT Sloan Management Review have partnered in a series of books that deliver expert insights and sharply tuned advice on navigating the unprecedented challenges of the digital world. What the Digital Future Holds discusses topics including how big data can inform hiring decisions, whether new communication technologies are empowering workers or unleashing organizational chaos, what role algorithms will play in corporate strategy, and even how to give performance feedback to a robot. In How to Go Digital, top experts advise managers on how to steer their companies into the digital future by developing a digital strategy, reframing growth for a digital world, monetizing data, and generating sustainable value from social media. These books are essential reading for executives from the world's leading source of ideas on how technology is transforming the practice of management. Buy these books at mitpress.mit.edu slash tomorrow. That's mitpress.mit.edu slash tomorrow. And you can use the code tomorrow at checkout to receive 10% off. Uh, all right, we're back, and we're here with Anne Derek Gaio. Anne, thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course, it's my pleasure. Um, and Anne writes about uh, lots of different stuff for us, but like often writes about pop culture, culture generally, and and things happening in pop culture. And there's actually an interesting story today that I want to talk a little bit about um, about Spotify and R. Kelly. And Triple Extension, or however his name is pronounced, and you're going to maybe give me a different version of that. Um, can you talk about a little bit like what's going on right now with Spotify? Can you just give like the un a reader a reader or a listener who may not know yet can t- what is happening right now with Spotify and certain musicians? Right. Well, to back up a little bit, last year a publication did a story about how there was a lot of white nationalist bands. There was a good number of white nationalist bands on Spotify. So last year, Spotify took measures to remove hate groups' music from their platform. This year, they have implemented a new hate content and hateful conduct policy, which has led them to remove R. Kelly and rapper Tentacion's music from their uh, promoted and official playlists, which is a huge deal because their official playlists get a lot of listens they can really break new artists that don't have a huge audience yet. And it being on those playlists generates a lot of money for the artists that are included. Right. So this is a big dent for R. Kelly and XXXTentacion's, you know, um, potential to make music from it. Right. And they're, and they're, uh, they're essentially like, I mean, they're what, like, are they, 
they're not taking the albums off. Are they? You can still you can still listen to their music on the platforms, but they are just not going to be included on Spotify's promoted playlists like Rap Caviar, which a lot of people subscribe to and listen to automatically from their from the app. Right. Um, and so, you know, like this is a fairly unprecedented, I mean, I mean, it's actually interesting because there was, you know, what environment, like, I guess previously you might like a, a, a music chain that sold CDs or albums or whatever might like pull something off their shelves, right? Like, I think this happened, right. like, I mean, it's happened for really dumb reasons in the past. Like Madonna was too sexy. So like there are like Sam Goody's like, I won't sell your album. You know, Sam Goody was a music chain that I think is out of business now. They sold like right. CDs, but like, you know, is this. I mean, this is not something Spotify has really ever done before, right? No, not at all, and not any other streaming service either. And and so this is a f- essentially a very much a first for um, streaming services, very much a first for anybody to kind of police the music, like to kind of say like, well, you may like this person, but we're going to make it unavailable. Absolutely, especially for Spotify, whose playlists have been a main part of what makes them different from other places and what makes them powerful in the industry. Right. And so do you think this is going to like, how do you, how do you manage? I mean, how does Spotify manage something like this? Like it feels like an unmanageable thing because like tomorrow there could be an allegation against somebody. I mean, it's not like, like our, well, I mean, there's been like, there's enough allegations, but like, it feels like kind of a weird gray area, right? Because how do you manage the, the, the idea? Like, when do you pull something, right? What is the level something has to rise to? Have they talked about that at all? Well, they responded to an inquiry from the New York Times and said that they can't talk about artists specifically, you know, which people they're going to take off next, but they're going to consider it on a case by case basis and also take into account different cultural um, cultural differences uh, is one thing that they said. But I think that's the huge question that everyone has right now, which is, you know, thinking of other artists, like, are they going to take six, nine off? Are they going to even go back as far as taking someone like Miles Davis off or something like that. So there is, there are so many questions still. Well, that's, I mean, it's like, it's like, um, uh, you know, like Chuck Berry, right? Right. You know, Chuck Berry was, was notoriously awful. You know, do you go back and remove that? You know, there's, there's been so many artists. I feel like I'm trying to think about, I mean, there certainly have been others. Um, didn't the guy, what is the song they play at, um, sport, sporting events? It's like a really, Oh, um, it's like a really famous, like sporting event song. And the Gary guy's like, Glitter. yeah. And the guy's like a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to take Gary Glitter's song off? I don't know. But one thing that's interesting, I think with XXX Tentacion is that they actively promoted him before he was a big name, which is obviously not true with R. Kelly or, or mile or, um, Chuck Berry. Yeah, so. we actually and we actually just put a piece up. Well, this will air tomorrow, so people will be able to go read it. That you you kind of delved into um, the history of that, and you know. But by the way, and when they were doing that, these allegations were out there, were they not? I mean, yes, it, they were. It wasn't like uh, nobody had ever heard of the possibility that this guy was a piece of shit. It definitely was a thing where people were just ignoring it, right? Yeah, definitely. But I think because so many um, so many people have spoken out online and especially celebrities saying we're not going to put up with R. Kelly anymore, I think that it's become a huge basically PR problem for for these platforms. So they just can't yeah. be silent anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, there's a, you know, we're, 
having an interesting moment in music right now. I feel like, uh, I mean, I wonder how much, and maybe you have some insight into this and, and can speak to it, but like, Clearly, the thing that has been happening globally, like the Me Too movement, for lack of a better way to describe it, or at least the, you know, in growing um, outspoken, the growing, you know, voices of 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 women who have been abused by men in various scenarios certainly is, is trickling into the world of music. Um, it's not quite as pronounced, I feel like, in music as it has been in other industries. Um, but But, you know, like... It's interesting, like, what's happening in music. It feels like we're in a very precarious moment. You've got, like, there are a lot of, like, really problematic artists suddenly. It feels like more than ever, right? Like, I mean, R. Kelly's been problematic for a while. But, you know, it's like even the stuff with with Kanye that's just been happening where it's like, you know, you feel like you don't want to listen to his music anymore for all sorts of other reasons. Um, You know, do you think... I mean, how much of this is going... How much of this are you you seeing and and thinking about and talking about? And is this going to become a... I don't know. Is this just now the state of things? Are we just going to have to keep deleting our Spotify playlists or having them deleted for us? Like, that's also like kind of a bummer. Like, can you listen? I guess this is that great question about art. Now I'm just rambling, by the way, but it's like, can I listen to an R. Kelly song and enjoy it? I mean, the answer is no, for sure. Like every time I hear an R. Kelly song now, I'm like, fuck, like I have to get this. I have to change this. The same thing's true for Kanye now. But don't you feel like it's it I feel like my whole thing is like it's like it's just comes down to personal thing. Like you have to know all the information, decide how it is, however you feel. You can't shame someone else for a connection. Like I have a weird I have a very personal connection to something problematic and then it's like uh like for example uh lady gaga has worked with R Kelly and that really upset me, but I'm also not willing to like drop her from my personal music preferences so does doesn't feel like maybe it's a you can do whatever you want to do but i feel this way kind of a thing like i feel like i'm not going to judge someone if they're going to listen to an r kelly song because i don't know their motives yeah i mean like uh, like watching let's say i'm judging anybody but like this is the great question about like you know artists who who are now put in through a different lens no matter who they are right Man, what is your? I feel like have you written on this? I feel like we have written about it. Yeah, and James and I actually talked about this on Dispatch recently. Just you know, going from really, really enjoying R. Kelly's music, and James even saw him live once, and to just after learning all of these things about him not being able to stomach anything having to do with him. But I think Ryan, you know, I feel similarly as Ryan, where I'm not. I'm not trying to tell people what they can and can't do necessarily, but if I'm at your house and R. Kelly comes on, I'm going to say something and be like, listen, I don't want to fucking listen to this, you know? Right. I mean, like, it definitely is to me. I mean, I guess it's personal. Certainly in a group setting, it's, like, not personal because you've got to consider other people. I mean, mm-hmm. I, but I definitely feel, you know, it's interesting to me, I guess, like, Kanye is the most recent obvious one because, like, mm-hmm his shit shuffles up in my playlist all the time. And it's like, it definitely leaves a really bad taste now, especially the stuff, the older stuff that's like very specifically taking on, you know, racism and yeah. in, Amer- in America's history of racism and like mm-hmm. thinking of his like recent statements and support of people who are definitely the worst fucking racists. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, like this feels really bad to listen to now. Um, you know, and like it's interesting, and I because I, I want to talk about I want to talk about Childish Gambino and and 
Donald Glover and This Is America, and we, we can segue into this, like, you know, everybody on the internet has been doing takes about his new song and video, This Is America, um, this past week on the internet. Um, mm -hmm. We have not written any takes on it. Uh, there have been a lot of things said. And, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. But I do, it is it's something I've been thinking a lot about. And, like, you know, it's interesting to see it, you know, and you, you obviously spend an enormous amount of time, like, thinking about the stuff and studying it. But it's, like, it's interesting to see it in, in relief of the Kanye stuff. And people see it as a reaction to mm -hmm. the Kanye stuff. And, like, mm -hmm. you know, is there is there a conversation happening there, do you think, with that song and with that video? Um, I mean, it's yeah, a conversation that's, that's commentary on – I don't think it's commentary on Kanye necessarily. It's certainly commentary on lots of things. You know, right. is there any feeling I – because mean, he also hosted SNL, Donald Glover, and like there were – there was at least one Kanye thing, maybe something else. I feel like maybe there was a joke in the monologue or something. But mm -hmm. like he's definitely commenting on it. Like do you think people are drawing conclusions that aren't really there from like going like, oh, this is what Kanye should be doing and he's – He's blowing it. And like Donald Glover is is now taking, you know, the lead in this conversation. Yeah, I totally think people are looking for someone to replace Kanye in their hearts um, and are, you know, saying, wow, we can really follow Donald Glover as the one now. But just like to connect what we were talking about before and with Kanye, I feel like a big lesson is just that we need to stop holding celebrities up on this pedestal that makes us not be able to be critical of them. And it seems like I'm seeing a lot of people doing the same thing with Donald Glover. And Yeah. Oh, and it's only a matter and, of time. I feel like that's – whenever I see somebody – this is such a crazy thing now, but whenever I see somebody who's getting a lot of praise, I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm like, here it comes. Yeah. Like, yeah honestly, too. it's fucked up. Like I feel like I have a weird Pavlovian response Milkshake now. Milkshake duck. Yeah. Like, like whenever I see somebody – like Cynthia Nixon, we were just talking – you mentioned her, you know, and I'm like – People are talking about her and she seems great. And I'm like, oh, something's going to, there's going to be something, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's yeah. a weird state of mind to live in. But you're right. I mean, and like the idea of like, well, look, it's like his musical output has been really good. This is, I feel like, the first time that it's felt very, very uh, politically, socially, like, He's got something that he's making a statement about and he's going like to great lengths, both visually and from a musical perspective to say it. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I feel like Donald Glover has not been like, you look like an album like Yeezus, which is like so much of that record is about race, you know, very pointedly. And I haven't admittedly like I'm not I don't know all the Childish Gambino stuff. So maybe I'm like missing this. But has he made that? a big part of of the conversation that he's had previously? You know, it's interesting because before Atlanta, I never felt any need to listen to Donald Glover. My cousin <laughs> really likes him. So I tried to listen to one of his albums and it just wasn't for me. There, right. There's something like really uh, corny to me about his earlier music. But just, the only wait, time... You corny? Yeah. Yeah, like, like that was always my corniness. impression. Like, Yeah, but like I only really became interested in him when he started working with the director, the director uh, Hiro Mirai yeah. on Atlanta. Yeah. Also with this video, and also on the other video for Sweatpants, which is the only song of his that I've really uh, connected with. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think what's happening 
what the most interesting thing is this collaboration between them. Because as I was talking about with our culture editor, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Gordon, yeah. the song itself isn't like that great but in conjunction with the video is when it becomes really amazing and the performance so yeah i'm a little suspicious of holding him up as this radical figure but the video is definitely super compelling and beautiful you know what's so interesting is i was just talking to laura about this last night or two nights ago because we watched the video a couple times in a row and i was like you know it's like honestly it feels like these two things came together like exactly. at, as a as a piece, like like I am very curious to know, and like I don't know, maybe somebody has written about this. Maybe they've interviewed him. I'm not really sure, but to me, it feels like they are so complementary that, like for mm-hmm. instance, like the shift in the song, you know, this like very pointed musical shift from like a very upbeat, happy go lucky vibe to like a very dark, heavy like the what I guess would be considered the chorus of the song mm-hmm. is so in sync with what happens in the video. Now, maybe it's just like, wow, they came up with a really great storyline to match to the song, but it feels more to me like when I look at it and when I listen to the song, like these two things were somehow created in tandem, which is, mm-hmm. I think is fairly unusual. Like, I don't know if there's a precedent for that. It's like Beyonce is the only other person that has integrated those but was two it, things. But how much was, the, yeah, and how much, I guess my question is like with like, with the visual album, how much was it like we made the record now it's we're making the videos? Well, I know Beyonce's talked about like how choreography she saw inspired a song. So like Run the World was based partially on the choreography she saw those African dancers doing that she like brought them in right. and like they worked together. On, or for example, Ariana Grande's talked about um, Into You was like she heard snippets of production, then wrote the lyrics, then went back to the production and it became this like recursive thing. Yeah, but, but I think I it's mean, interesting like, to watch an artist do that with. Yeah. With the entire video. Right. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. You know, and I think actually that's interesting to explore and maybe and like separately worth exploring as a piece worth looking into. Like maybe it's been covered. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had that thought like Donald Glover wrote a really good soundtrack to this music video. It's kind of a spicy take. Uh, It's a very spicy take, but also like maybe (laughs) correct. Like I do think I will say this, like I saw the video first. Because mm-hmm. I didn't see the SNL performance. The SNL performance yeah, is, very, is very good. Like, I, at first I was like, this is kind of lame. Like, because I'd already seen the video. I was like, this feels kind of lame. But then it kind of, like, really takes off. I, um, like, I have to say, like, the song is, I think the song is quite good. The The connection between the song and the video seems very tight. And, like, I am interested in, in knowing more about that. And what that, and if that's, like, Listen, that might be – I mean, to me, that's an interesting way to think about making music now as a mm-hmm. as a direct – like directly related to a visual treatment of, of a song, which I don't think has been yeah. really considered before. Yeah, I think it would be really exciting if that happens more because I don't know. I just – music videos are still super important and like this video shows – I mean, people love, love dissecting it online. Oh, my so. God. No, it's insane. I mean, the the stuff – by the way, I mean, they they produced it exactly for – I think they made a lot of it exactly oh, for yeah. this reason. Like, for there's, sure. like, Easter eggs and weird stuff. But there's also, like, the perf- – like, his performance in the video is very specifically – I mean, seems like – or at least what, you know, most – people who've done takes on it are saying is like, he's very specifically addressing things in his performance, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that – if that's not an accent, which I don't think it is, that's really brilliant. Um, 
But like, sorry, to, to sort of like tie to wrap this to wrap this particular conversation all up. Like, th- what I was saying is like there there seems to be a new. And by the way, we're talking about like black artists here, like predominantly, right? Like, I mean, we like which is interesting in and of itself because like where like who are the who are white artists that are like getting like you know the R Kelly thing or the triple extension thing or whatever like. Are there what are the white counterparts or the like not you know non people of color counterparts because it is actually fucking weird now that I think about it we're sitting here talking about it and like Kanye having his breakdown or whatever it's like is this happening widespread in the music world or is there this weird magnifying glass on artists of color like I don't know the I, answer to that question I'm asking it yeah I think that um, especially maybe a few months ago there was a lot around indie artists um, and oh, right. emo artists especially I think. Was right, it we, brand new? Power Bottom had a whole thing we last did, year. We did a thing. It's not brand new, right? It was – who was it? Because I know we did – oh, it is brand new. Right. Jeremy wrote – or no, Zoe Camp wrote. Sorry, it wasn't Jeremy. But uh, Zoe Camp wrote a thing for us about brand new, which is an emo band. I don't really know them at all. Or like, yeah, who yeah. had a bunch of stuff that happened. And then Power Bottom, which was a really fucked up one. It was awful. Right, yeah. Like, so, yeah, I guess it's like – but it does seem like there's a wave of very specifically like right now – I mean, obviously, Kanye is separate from the all the Me Too, and it's like we're not hearing Blake Shelton, is what. You're but saying. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, right. like, like I'm like, where is the fucking Kid Rock shit? Because like, there's no way Kid Rock's a good guy. Of course, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, there's no way. Yeah. Like, Post Malone, got to be something coming on Post Malone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not surprising that we don't hear anything about Megan Trainer, but it's like really Kid Rock. I don't think Megan Trainer. No, I'm anything. saying that's not surprising. That would be but, surprising. But like. Uh, <laughs> But what I'm saying is like, but crazy. Kid Rock, it's shocking that yeah. we haven't heard anything well, weird. He was running for Congress at some point. Nah, that was fake. That yeah, was yeah but, but you know fun. what I mean. It'd be fucking had a crazy. lot of attention. It'd be crazy if yeah. Megan Trainer was like sexually harassing people or sexually assaulting people. <laughs> that would be the craziest there's, me too. There's definitely other stories out there. And yeah, I think that's totally right. I think, you know, because hip hop is such a big part of American music and culture today, it's definitely going to have a bigger lens on it. But I think that's absolutely right that like. I don't know what's going on in, in the country world. I don't know what's going on in, <laughs> you know, no the knows. electronic world. And Right. Oh, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's horrible shit. Happening. But I will say, I mean, it is also like a testament to the fact that like, you know, pop pop music is is black music. It like exactly. it is just yeah. like at this point. I mean, it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's just like. It is completely overtaken. Like rock music doesn't really exist anymore. Mm-mm. Like white music seems like shrunken to a barely visible uh, by the way denim and country like i'm not complaining like i'm i'm into it like i just think it's so interesting how like nashville and black artists well you know it's interesting like the the last 20 years like as music has become i'm not saying democratized because like i still think lots of huge entities still control what we listen to in many ways but i do think that giving like giving like youtube as a platform to see like what are people watching mm-hmm. definitely has like proven out some things that i think we always knew which is like there were interests that and we actually wrote about this that the, the how white the top 40 has been historically and how much mm-hmm. that's like an interest of players not necessarily the audience and if the audience had its say it actually gravitates towards like honestly you know when you look at hip-hop and R&B and like so much of music that has been historically considered black music, it is like very progressive, like incredibly new music in a lot of ways. And it's interesting, like the people will actually go like, that's what we want to hear now. Like that is where culture is shifting to. Yeah. And if you don't exactly. let, if you don't let billboard control the fucking top 40, like Spotify's top fucking 40 or 50 is like majority 
like that stuff and not fucking white musicians. Yeah, it's mostly Except like for people Malone, of color, you know, <laughs> queer people, and yeah. then a, like a Taylor Swift thrown and in then for Post good Malone, measure. Who's like, I'm hey guys, I'm cool. Oh god. Which is why I think like people need not despair um that they, you know, that it seems like they have to take a closer look at the artists they like because there's so many other artists that you can you know, show your support to instead of an R. Kelly or something like that. It's like you can just discover so much and so many artists that aren't fucking assholes. You like, know? yeah, you don't need R. Kelly. No. Uh, by you the have way, Megan Trainer. This is man. I'm looking at the chart. <laughs> I'm looking at the charts right now. This is fucked up. Um, top fifty in the United States. This is America. Number one. Better now by Post Malone. Number two. <sighs> uh, which is, by the way, I listened to that record that he just put out. It is bad. It's now, I've said Post Malone has catchy songs, and I will stand by that. I don't think he's good or nice. I don't like him, but his songs his songs are fucking catchy. That record <laughs> is not good, and this song, Better Now, is not good. It is like some definite like emo shit. It is it's like emo. It's like emo rap. It's not good. No. And not, that sounds like it could be good, but it isn't. <laughs> um, nice for What, unbelievable song. I listened to this on the drive home the other day. I listened to Nice for What. 16 times in a row. Damn. And it was fucking great. Every <laughs> listen was a new discovery. A new discovery. Psycho, Post Malone. This is fucking bullshit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anti-dollar sign, but still. Uh, God's Plan, Drake, Paranoid, Post Malone, Stay, Post Malone. This is fucked up. It's because he released this record. Yeah, no, this is, the, this is Spotify. Now, here's the thing about Spotify um, that is fucked up. They mm -hmm. count plays, right? And so if you listen to the, the record... This is what happens. It's like a new record comes out. It's like J. Cole. The, uh, the J. Cole record, like the week it came out, which I think was like two weeks ago, for that week, the top 50 was like eight of the top like 20 were his songs. Yeah. It used to just be the Beatles and Mariah Carey that could do that. But like but it's because people are listening to the whole record. Yeah. Which is nice to listen to an album. That album's also fucking amazing. I don't know if you've listened to it. And now I'm just talking about what's on the Spotify. Yeah, we're just going through Spotify. Top 50. Anyhow. And Derek, what else is going on out in the world of pop culture besides horrible men behaving badly uh, or having manic episodes? Uh, what else is happening that we can talk about? Anything that has piqued your curiosity? Oh, you did. Actually, it's kind of a nice thing we should talk about a little bit. You did this really weird card story, which I, I, I tweeted about. And I said it was like CSI Celebrity about this moment between Drake and Rihanna at the MTV Music Awards, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And can you explain, can you set up what this is? Absolutely. So Rihanna just did an interview. She had a profile with Vogue, and in it, the interviewer brings up Drake, and Rihanna says that when Drake gave her her Vanguard Award at the 2016 VMAs and he professed his love for her, it made her extremely uncomfortable. And looking back at the video, you can totally see it now, just her doing that sort of pity laugh that people do for someone who's not funny but is still talking. And he just, like, really cheesed hard and tried to make yeah. this romantic moment well, it was really on weird. stage. Yeah, it was, like, really weird, right? Because, like, it seemed like maybe something was going on with them. Like, I feel like the lead It's like up, when you heard someone else's inside joke. But I feel like the lead up to this was like there was like a photo of them hanging out somewhere yeah. in like Us Weekly. And then there was like this kind of rumor, like maybe something was happening. Yeah, there were definitely always rumors that they were together. And I know they definitely uh, not like capitalized on that, but played with that with their 
videos and songs like Take Care and Work. Right. So, you know. Right. Work were, is like, work is definitely felt like a wink. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But on stage, it's just at that at that award show, it just uh, felt like Rihanna was not feeling the, the yeah. earnestness he was attempting to bring. It was and he was like not cool about it. I mean, it didn't seem no. like it didn't seem like romantic. It felt awkward. It felt like he was trying to turn a showmance into a romance. And she was like, Oof, what yeah. are we doing? It was like it was <laughs> yeah. one of those things where it's like somebody goes off script. Yeah. And, and like at an award show, which is exactly, I guess, what happened. Yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. you're like, and the person next to them is like, what is the, you know, it, it's like, what, what is was the, your plan? Like, what is the joke you're doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so you did it. You did this card story. that's like 19 detailed cards, like going into the moment. And yes. you, do you feel there's like a specific moment where it just breaks? I think you have it in there, but talk about it a little. Yeah. I think from the moment Drake came on stage, it was doomed. Um, just his bowing and motioning to her. But uh, the moment it broke was definitely when he said, I've been in love with this girl since I was 22 years old. Tough then stuff. you see Rihanna just yeah. like laughing. She's like at one point walks away and turns around to hide her face. Uh, and that's when everything went downhill. Yeah. And um, like they said in the Vogue profile, it just made this moment that was about Rihanna's accomplishments about Drake. And oh, right. It's not cool. Right. Not that's cool. so true. I mean, that's so interesting. It's also like, you know, I, I gotta say, I'm sorry. They're gonna tie this into a hot topic as of late, which is these these guys, these incel guys that are like involuntarily <laughs> celibate. But I feel like there is like this thing where, okay, I will say this, and I'm sure incels are like, yeah, classic situation, nice guy, can't get the girl, you know. And like, mm-hmm. I do think it does weirdly reinforce this one thing that you hear like guys talk about all the time, where they're like, I'm such a nice guy, like why can't? Yeah. But like, but there is like, you can be nice and still be cool. And like yeah. he's like, I think we all agree. Drake seems like a really nice guy. I can't believe mm-hmm. I tied this to into incels at all. Like I don't know where that <laughs> came from. But like, what made me think of it is like, they're one of the arguments I hear from these guys who are like, "Why can't I get laid?" Is like, I'm such a nice guy, and it's like, you know, just being nice. By the way, those guys definitely aren't really nice. Drake actually seems like he's pretty nice, but it's like you could still like have some moves. And also, yeah. it doesn't being nice doesn't entitle you to anything. Right. That's like basic yeah. human decency. Right. I don't think Drake felt like he was entitled here. And again, Drake is not an incel. I mean, it is a little. <laughs> it's a little entitled. The assumption, assumption that like again, that moment became about him that and what true. he had to say. No, it is true. It's he, like the Kanye Beyonce Taylor Swift thing, which has been talked to death. But also at the MTV VMAs, Beyonce didn't ask him to do that, and it wasn't about Beyonce. It was right. about Kanye it's all very, of a sudden. It's very male. It's like I have shit to say now, and you're all gonna listen. It's definitely a dude move. It's like do this at Thanksgiving, yeah. buddy. Yeah. No, don't. Don't do it at Thanksgiving. But you know what I mean? Like, do this in your own house with a, at a gathering yeah. of people. Don't do this at someone Don't else's Thanksgiving award people. thing. And Drake went in for the neck nuzzle, too, which oh. is like, oh, oh yeah. That's tough. Like That's unwanted, tough in real life. Unwanted <laughs> advances. Man. No. Oh, it's dark stuff. Oh, I also, I wanted to ask you actually how you feel about Grimes and Elon Musk. Oh, my or... God. This is such a good topic. How <laughs> oh, do we not? Oh, my God. I can't believe we didn't talk about it before. Holy shit. Okay, so first off, let <laughs> it's me. It's very Westworld. Let's talk about a few things. <laughs> I think it's a publicity stunt. That's the first thing I'd like to say. Sure. I believe, I do not believe, I, I will say if you look at, and we, Laura and I did this the other night, we went through Elon Musk's various ex-partners. There's definitely a look. Uh-huh. And Grimes definitely has the look. 
It's like I've been in a basement, like doing like, witchcraft. Like no, and the, he's like, "I'm science man. You're a witchcraft woman." The look is yes. the look is it's very vision Scarlet Witch. The look is like, um, what's the right way to put this? The look is Bjork powder, skinny powder. That's yes. how I would describe the look. It's yeah. like it's like yes. very pale and very skinny. Yes. Um, yes. and so like that definitely fits with Grimes general situation she took anti-imperialist out of her twitter bio Mm -hmm. after they started to quote unquote date him so laura was reminding me that like one of his ex exes like went ballistic on him on like a blog spot or something on like a wordpress blog and was like shit talking elon musk like several years ago very chic and was like maybe maybe talked about him having not a good penis in some way and like i was like oh elon musk like yeah he loves to fuck like that guy's like a fuck machine apparently like he's going to like sex parties and stuff oh yeah but like i i'm actually trying i'm trying to imagine i'm not trying to imagine them having sex necessarily but an amorous moment between Grimes and Elon Musk, and it's hard for my brain to make it work. Like, think about them kissing. Just do it. Just do it right now. I'm thinking sand. Is it working for you? Like, Like, are you seeing it? Does it feel natural? I can see it, but I don't see it being sexy for anyone involved. I don't know. You say like I can see the mechanics of it, well, but I can't see being like, yeah, I'm gonna get that Musk dick. Her, her te- also her Tesla necklace at the Met Gala was like was like all I could think is like if you hug her too tight, it'll stab her. Like I honestly was like, yes. please nobody hug her. She did it on purpose. She was like, Musk, don't get she too close. She's like, take me now. That would be a very like grime. Seems like a very grimesy way to go. Yeah. Like while making out with Elon Musk, her Tesla Tesla necklace stabbed Stabs her in the her. heart. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, I don't know, man. I really like Grimes' music. And I'm like, I think Elon Musk is an interesting person. Ooh. I mean, he is. Sure. He's annoying. Lots of people are interesting. I don't think they should be dating. No. I don't like it. I mean, I'll just say it. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I don't. And what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I have never really known a lot about Elon Musk's personal life, but I do like a lot of Grimes' music. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, it's like that, I don't know. You know that? Did you ever like know a really cool girl in college, and then later you learned that she was like actually had terrible politics? I kind of um, feel like I it feels I, like when I, I found I, out that Christina Aguilera and Mariah Carey and all these like female divas perform for billionaires in these private concerts for like tons of money, exactly. and they're like violent oil sheiks who like have yeah. private armies, yeah. and you're like, oh, that doesn't feel good. Don't do genie in a bottle there. <laughs> <laughs> She probably can't do Genie in a Bottle there, like, for <laughs> lots of reasons. But um, I guess she has to. That's her song. Um, it's funny. I, I know what you're saying. You know, I think I've been lucky in life. I'm going to say something. I Look, I've experienced a very privileged life. There's no question. But I've been especially lucky that I have not ended up being friends with or spending time with people who have detestable, like, political opinions. Mm. You know? What? You can't think of anyone. Oh, no. I mean, I have. I mean, there have yeah. been people. But who like just really bad politics. But I've never had a friend who turned out to have, like, horrible politics. Never in my you life. You can't think of one? Mm. Mm. I can think of one. Oh, yes. I yeah, can, yeah, one. Yeah. One. Yeah, There's one. one. There's okay. one. Uh-huh. There's one we got person. There. I'm going to edit that down. No, fine. <laughs> keep it positive. I've had one friend who, but I knew from the beginning he had terrible politics, and I was like, I, well, it was a co-worker. This will improve, and it never improved. Well, I was just like, he'll come around at some point. 
yeah. that didn't. But, you know, but yes, okay, one situation. But other than that, you know, it's like I don't have like, okay, at our Thanksgiving, we had like 25 people at our Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And everybody there was politically aligned. Okay. As far as I knew and as far as I heard, which I think is unusual. Oh, I did. Yeah. You know what? I just went down to Florida and I, and I had dinner with my aunt and uncle. And that was tough. Uncle Boris. Oh, that was tough. <laughs> and Aunt Noreen. Yeah, that's tough. And they are. Boris and Noreen in Florida aren't going to have anything good to say. They are hardcore Trump supporters. Yeah. Which is oh, fucked God. up because they're Jews. Oh, that and, doesn't. And, but they're old. You can manuke in your way into that. I was like, and I was like, just really having trouble with it. We were at dinner <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he's great. I was like, he seems so good. Definitely a great idea. See, he's doing so much good stuff. What, <sighs> a, what a good vote. Welcome to and my they're life. Like, they're like, don't count him out. I'm like, no, I'm fucking counting him out. No, no. It, he's counted out, <laughs> dude. happened. He's out. That count was a long time done. ago. The count is over. The fucking votes are in. He's in. But in my opinion, he's out. Yeah. Anyhow, Have they see, read your website? Mm, I don't think so. They don't read that shit, man. They don't know anything. It's fine. It's good. If they listen to this, I'm in big trouble, but they're not going to listen to it. Um, you know, look, but old people are dangerous. We got to get rid of them. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying we should have what Logan's run has <laughs> where at the age of 30, you quest for renewal. But I'm just saying maybe it's not that bad of an idea, uh-huh. you know, just like Thanos in Infinity War. Sorry, spoiler alert if you haven't heard about it. Have you seen Thanos it? is right. And and Derek, have you seen Infinity War? I haven't, no. Okay. Do are you a big Avengers fan? I'm I'm not. Do you care if I ruin the Avengers movie for you? I wish you would ruin it so okay, I can great. talk okay. to people. Thanos about it. was like, we gotta wipe out half of the universe, half of life in the universe, so that the other half can live better. With more resources. Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, with more resources. They need, like, oh, more meat. It, again, if more you had magical powers, you could just make more resources. Well, that's another way to do it. Why don't you make it, like, an extra t- double the planets? Yeah, make more corn. Double the planets, double your fun. That's my saying. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, you know, maybe old people should try for renewal at the age of 30. I wouldn't be here. I'd be done. Is 30 too young? Maybe. Maybe it should be. Yeah, it's coming up fast on me. Let's 50. At the age of 50, you go try for renewal and maybe what, you know, see what you get happens. Get it or you don't. Get up into carousel. You know, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Has anybody yes. ever seen Logan's Run? Of course. And Derek, no. have you seen Logan's Run? I haven't, no. Oh my fucking God. Okay. But I will say I know a lot of, I mean, I don't know, but I know of a lot of bad Trump supporting young people. So throw them, you do. Throw them in oh, there you, too. But you, yes. live in, you live in Montana. So well, I went to high school in Connecticut, and oh. wow, there's one girl I went to high school places. with. Mm. She is 27 now. She joined the Air Force after Trump got elected. What? She's like, I'm happening. Def- she's like, I want to have my body be bullet riddled, and I yes. know that Trump will get me into a war. So slam dunk. That's insane. Yeah, like, Listen, get rid of them. If you're a young person who likes Trump. I, I, I don't know. You're you're lost. You're very lost. Yes. And you need you absolutely. need to ha- you need to come back to, into the light. You need to step into the light because you're in dark. <laughs> you're in a dark place, and it's not good. Step into the light of Thanos. Yeah. Step into Thanos' <laughs> cleansing light is what I'm saying. Um, but anyhow, so so I'm just saying, old people are bad and dangerous. We've got to keep our eye on them. We got to watch them. Um, we have to not let them get a hold of too much power. They've got all the power now, and it's very bad because their ideas are fucking bunk. I don't know how we got onto this, uh, Anne, but I feel like you're responsible for it. Oh, Elon Musk and, uh, and Grimes, which actually brings me full circle. 
you know, I think it's fine to date somebody who's older than you. I don't think there's a problem with that. But, like, are they really aligned as people? You know, do they want the same things? I think when you're, when you're, when you're partnering up with somebody, you got to have a shared vision. You can't just like how powdery and skinny somebody is. And I mean, just career-wise, it just seems like a bad move for her brand. I don't know. It seems like a good move for her pocketbook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, true. Also, a lot of people heard about Grimes who are not talking yeah, about Grimes. No. Guess what? Grimes is in Us Weekly now. Okay. Yeah. Grimes is oh, fucking in like uh, Vanity Fair's writing about Grimes. Yeah. You know, like suddenly Grimes is hot shit. Elon Musk, something of a starlet. It's actually a bummer. <laughs> actually, it's like Grimes and Kanye. I feel like there's something connected here. I you know? know, although Elon Musk is definitely not a MAGA dude. He's definitely anti-Trump. Sure. I think. Sure. I mean, he definitely took a meeting with him, though. And he's also the guy who is, like, making a candy company instead of clean water for Sorry, wait, wait. Is he actually making a candy company? I don't know. That's, like, inspired by Grimes. She's like, make black candy. She's like, I want candy <laughs> that looks candy like. Make candy that tastes like I want gasoline. You to make, she's like, could you invent candy that looks exactly like a, an actual razor but is delicious? <laughs> And he's like, yeah. And it screams when you bite it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I could do that. She's like, I want a sword that's made out of chocolate but looks just like a sword. And he's like, He's like, I have enough money for that. He's like, baby, I got you. Oh, and their meeting story was so insufferable. What was it? Oh, oh my God, quickly, let's hear this and yeah, then we yeah, gotta yeah. go. And tell us how they met. Okay. Let me just make sure I get the facts straight because I don't want uh, to get this story wrong. But basically they met on Twitter when – Elon Musk was researching an AI joke that also incorporated the word Rococo, but then he looked online and Grimes. I believe it's, yeah. I believe it's Rococo, right? Rococo. That's the word, is Rococo, Rococo, which is like a um, style, of a design style. I'll from, say he sounds like a great comedian. Rococo <laughs> is a design style from, I want to say, like 16th century France. Yeah. Let me look it up real yeah. quick. It's old and fancy and delicate, but basically, it's very, it's very ornate. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Nothing about his, this. Uh, like oh, sorry, I mean, it's an architectural style. Uh, began approximately it's, 1730. Thank you, Google. It's also a painting style. Google. It's can't a, wait to hear his. Tight well, they refer to it here as an architectural style, decorative. It's a decorative style. It's the final expression of the Baroque movement. Uh, so Grimes like, said, so, "Let me slide right into those DMs." And, and all, and all <laughs> technologists, all technologists are like Make my Baroque joke. All technologists have like a boner for like the Baroque era. Like it's like some kind. Of, yeah. It's like like Neil Stevenson has like I don't know if you know and if you know Neil Stevenson the the writer, but he's like uh, uh, written a lot of like sci fi that somehow like delves into goes in. I mean, he has this whole. I think he has a set of books called like the Baroque cycle or something. If it's not Baroque, oh my god. Anyhow, sorry. <laughs> It's a very ornate, very awesome looking style that actually was like the Met Gala. A lot of the Catholic stuff is like very Baroque, very like Rococo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm probably fucking that up in somehow, but it's like anyhow. It's not like that's not a intricate fashion. Intricate and over Yes, yes. Very intricate, very ornate, very like. Yeah. Anyhow. So go on. So he was researching a can, joke. Sorry. Yeah. Explain this again. So he was researching a joke. He was researching a joke that had to do with. How did you say it? Rococo. Rococo. With Rococo and AI, he saw that she had already made the joke and then messaged her about it. That's it. I can't Very... wait for their Netflix, their dueling Netflix specials. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> These two sound like a chuckle bucket. No, they sound. They sound. <laughs> can't I mean, keep actually, it together around the two. Those two hilarious. Uh... I mean, to be perfectly honest, 
the they funniest sound, couple in entertainment. They do sound like people, like a lot of people on the internet. <laughs> yeah, like, they do. They sound like, like I feel like if <laughs> you heard a story, like they met on Reddit. Yep. And they were just oh, yeah. nobodies. And you're like, the internet's this was bad. Their story. They're like, I was researching an AI joke about Rococo, and she'd already <laughs> made it. You'd be like, yeah, <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> they're like two They're like two very lauded Redditors, and it's like, okay. But you're, we you gave each other gold. But, <laughs> guess what? Yeah. but like, yeah, right. They're the people who buy the jewelry that's like the, um, there's, have you seen ads for this, by the way? I get ads for this on Instagram. This is so weirdly of unrelated, but related. No, fuck off. It's like, it's like, make an investment. It's like jewelry. <laughs> That's like actually weighted. It's like a pound of gold as like a necklace or whatever. It's like finally you can have like it's like you're putting your wealth of in like. Of course you do, Josh. <laughs> My ads are for cruises, <laughs> all male cruises. Well, you get these, of course, of course they are, right? <laughs> and yeah, but it's like one of those things where it's like uh, I don't know how I got on the necklaces, but the point is I don't know how we got here. You were like we gave each other gold, yeah. Oh, you're saying Reddit, Reddit gold. gold? I was thinking like prepper gold. I was thinking like because I see could see them giving each other Reddit gold, and then Elon sends her actual gold as a pun that he oh researched. God. Oh my god, he has it, <laughs> oh, yeah. but it's fool's gold because it's Grimes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, and they tell twenty take twenty minutes to tell that story. But anyhow, the point is, it's like yeah, I get it. You guys are like redditors, but you're not. You're Elon Musk, tech billionaire, and Grimes, famous fucking pop celebrity. At least somewhat famous. Yeah, indie pop star. Like you don't have to be on Twitter making jokes about no, Rococo. No. You could do better. Get on. Just like, meet each other the, at a masquerade the, sex party rich, in Santa the, Barbara, like you wanted what's to. What's the rich, successful person Tinder? It's called like Raya. 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 Yeah. You know, we're all on it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's where you can find the Jonathan Shaban. <laughs> isn't that where? You mean, wait, you mean the food god? <laughs> okay, we have to end this podcast. <laughs> wait, is that Jonathan, hold on. You're talking about the food god is on is on Raya? <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you know that? It just seems like it's true, and I believe uh, it to be true. <laughs> okay. Wait, Ryan, are you on it? I have. I've, I've had it. What? But I'm not Whoa, on it now. Hold on. I just wanted to see. <laughs> How do you get on? You have to look at You do apply. And they let you on? Sure. <laughs> you underestimate me at every turn. Wow. I, I don't wonder, have my blue check for nothing. I wonder if I could get on there. You could absolutely get on there. You think I so? got on there. Really? Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Oh, I, fuck to off. See, I want to see who's on there. Oh, so. The and food, Derek, I, I need you to get on it. Raya and Wait. tell me who in your state yes. is the big celebrity it's in the area. Probably the fucking, what's his name? The guy who insulted the uh, journalist is probably on there. The, oh, yeah. The fucking senator. Well, whatever John Mayer lives in Montana. What? Justin Timberlake. You could be the next Shane Ashe. John the Mayer, dude. fuck machine. Guy loves to bang. Bang, the banging it out. The Fonz. What? The guy who played the Fonz. There are a lot of celebrities. Henry, Henry Winkler, Winkler lives in Montana. Yeah. Barry's own? Yes. Wait, he was, stop it. It was part of an episode of King of the Hill, too. Gotta tell you also, Henry Winkler, <gasps> fuck city USA. Fuck city Montana. USA. They should rename Montana to fuck town. <laughs> I am getting on the first flight out. Oh my god! And I'm, I'm popping I'm open see Raya. See if I can get on it in here. Oh you should god. send me the apply link. Yes, you should. You should. I want to see. I would love a follow up podcast. Know. We will do a whole two hours on Montana <laughs> Raya Montana. We'll go back to video. Is it called Raya? It's called? Raya. Okay. Does that mean something? I don't know. It means like I'm sure it means something in some appropriated in, Indian yeah, definitely, word definitely. that they think is cool from yoga. Definitely some shit. All right, we should wrap up. And Derek, this is very fun. I know that. I know that I. Did a lot of talking, but I feel like you've spurred an extremely good conversation. I You're, love when we talk. I'm to so you. glad you brought up Elon Musk and Grimes because I basically <laughs> forgot all about that. I've tried to. Oh, erase we would have been so mad if we didn't talk about that. Oh my God, you're, you're very right. You're very right. And you have to come back. 
you, I, obviously, you work at the Outline, so it won't be hard to find you. But I, you know, if, if anybody listening to this, go read some of Ann Derrick's stuff. You go, go look at the Swerve thing, which is really good. But also, there's a ton of great stuff that she writes all the time for the site. So check. Go find, and by the way, we don't have author pages, but we're getting them, so it'll be a lot easier to find <laughs> Ann Derrick's writing very shortly. Is one thing we left on the cutting room floor when we launched. I remember you talking about author pages when this website first started. Okay, well, it was like we're not going to do them for right now, and we will do them, and it's just been like on the back burner. Anyhow, okay. but and Eric, thank you for joining, and uh, we will talk to you very soon. Thanks so much, you guys. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I've just learned that your family has taken a trip to Fucktown, USA, and Henry Winkler is there.